chapter 1, talking about maturity. Oh, I wish and I pray that all of us will mature. Um, I will grow mature, you will grow mature. Uh, that would be a great blessing. Not just to us and our family, but to the people in, in this area, in this community. If all of us are mature, then we will be um, um, you know, productive member of the society. Because we are matured. Okay, James chapter 1, verses 1 to 4, and then jump to verse number 12. So let's read this together from verses 1 to 4. Let's all stand, please. Let's all stand. James chapter 1, verses 1 to 4. Let's read them together, and then we jump to verse number 12. Okay, so, alright? So you are there. Uh, let's start reading verse number 1. James chapter 1. Together now we're going to read. James, a servant of God, and of the Lord Jesus Christ. My brethren, come to all joy when you fall into diverse decisions, knowing this, that the trial of your faith work with patience. But let patience have a perfect work, that it may be perfect and entire one thing, nothing. Jump to verse 12. Together, ready read. Let us be the man and endure when he is
the Lord Jesus Christ had sisters. And the Bible says, and the sisters are not with him, but here with us, referring to the, the scribes and Pharisees. The, the sisters of Jesus Christ um, worship in the temple together with those people that go against the Lord. But again here, you can see that uh, James um, was one of the opponents of the Lord Jesus Christ in the earlier uh, times, uh, days of his ministry. And we learned that from Mark chapter 6, verses 1 to 3. If you go there, you can find verse number 2. And when the Sabbath day was come, uh, he began to teach in the synagogue, and many hearing him were astonished, saying, From whence hath this man these things? And what wisdom is this which is given unto him? That even such mighty works are wrought by his hands. Is not this the carpenter, the son of Mary, the brother of James, and Joseph, and of Judah, and Simon, and are not his sisters here with us? And they were offended at him. So including James there, at the beginning, he opposed with the Lord Jesus Christ. And also, in other uh, passage, in John chapter 7, verse number 3 to 5, it also shows us here, it says, His brethren therefore said unto him, this is now one of that, perhaps including James and Joseph and the rest of the brethren. He said, His brethren therefore said to him, unto him, Depart hence and go into Judea, that thy disciples also may, say, uh, may see the works that thou, that thou doest. For there is no man that doeth anything in secret, and he himself seeketh to be known openly. So they are looking at the Lord Jesus Christ as a proud person, you know, um, arrogant. Uh, that siblings of the Lord Jesus Christ, they, 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 they look at him as a proud, uh, arrogant person. And said, um, For there is no man that doeth anything in secret, and he himself seeketh to be known openly. If thou do this thing, show thyself to the world. And verse number five, for neither did his brethren believe in him. So that's the, the, the situation with the Lord Jesus Christ. In his family, uh, no one followed him at the beginning of the, uh, his ministry. But most of this, or not all, were converted into um, the Lord Jesus Christ after the resurrection of the Lord. But not all of um, them mentioned in the Bible, but um, I trust that, uh, you know, uh, many, if not all of them, were converted. James was also converted. James was apparently converted after the resurrection of the Lord. And also, um, later in his ministry, later in, you know, uh, in the work of the Lord, after his, after his um, um, resurrection, James became an elder of the church. He became a pastor or leader of the church in Jerusalem. And he wrote this letter for the whole church. In verse number 2, you can find that uh, verse number 1 said, To the twelve tribes which are scattered abroad. In other words, he's addressing this letter of his to all the believers of Jesus Christ who are scattered. But they are Jewish people. But again, um, I believe um, we take this as a symbolic um, um, description of all the believers. And I believe uh, uh, this letter of James is not just addressed to uh, the believers in the uh, jury, but rather this is addressed to all believers of the Lord Jesus Christ, including us today. So, again, the, the writing of James, you can find in chapter 1, um, 
he opens the letter with the theme of spiritual maturity. Why? It's really important to grow mature. In our homes, in our homes, if the children will not grow mature, it's a problem. If, if uh, we have 20, Sam turned 20 years old now, what will happen if Sam will behave like a three-year-old girl? Or two years old? So, it's important that we will all grow mature. So that we'll become useful, we will become, you know, productive, and we will be a blessing, and you will be the ones helping, uh, helping solve problems, not creating problems. So, um, the children, they normally just create problems, and the adults will be there to, you know, help solve the problems, not add to the problems. And again, here, James, in verse number 4, in chapter 1, he said here, uh, but with patience have a perfect work, that you may be perfect and entire, wanting nothing. So the word perfect there, you, you know already, you know, if you've been in the church for quite some time, you know this uh, terminology, uh, um, how, to, how to understand words. Uh, the word perfect there is not the perfect that we know um, today, but the word perfect is actually the word for mature, maturity. Speaking of maturity, he wants us to grow mature. If you see, if you remember in First Timothy chapter three, verse number sixteen, um, he said, First uh, Timothy chapter three, verse sixteen. Um, sorry, Second Timothy three sixteen. He said, all Scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that a man of God may be perfect. So, God wants us to be perfect. But actually, the word perfect there again is mature. God wants us to be mature. And this is what God's purpose for every Christian, for every child of His, that they may be mature and, and complete and growing up and wanting nothing or not lacking anything. And again, all of us want to be mature somehow. We desire it. We decide to be mature. We try our best. Because that is what God wants. God wants us to be mature. In Matthew chapter 5, verse 48, he said, Be therefore perfect, even as your Father, which is in heaven, is perfect. So in fact, God wants us to, you know, uh, just emulate or follow the, the footsteps of the Lord Jesus Christ. Be therefore holy, for I am holy, saith the Lord. So now, what are the process there? What are the, uh, the things that we need to go through in order for us to reach this goal? What is the pathway to maturity? And James here has, you know, listed some things, but not all, maybe. We can, we can add that if we want to. We can for sure include some things there, but let us take a look at what James uh, is trying to say to us tonight, as if this letter of James is addressed directly to you, directly to me, and we will see what God uh, will do from there. First of all, I believe, um, um, James here is talking about maturity. He's speaking about, you know, uh, in verse number 2, as we read that, he said, My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into diverse temptation. We have a lot of uh, words here that we will expound, but the, the word brethren here, the word brethren is one thing. Uh, we have to understand that 
uh, in order for us to grow, there must be first and foremost, before growth, there must be birth. In other words, you must be a Christian first. You must be born again. You must be, you know, saved by the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. And again, this implies that a new and wonderful relationship um, uh, must be present first. You cannot have growth without birth. So that is the very basic thing in our in our Christian life. Life, our, our Christian life starts at the time when we, we got saved, when the Lord Jesus Christ came into our life. And here, it means that a child of God is also a member of his family. And from there, we can start to grow. Because no one can grow up in the Lord Jesus Christ and become mature who has not first, you know, been born into his family. And we understand that, that there must be this um, state of birth in 2 Peter chapter 3, verse number 18. 2 Peter chapter 3, verse number 18, the Bible says, But grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. To Him be glory both now and forever. Amen. And also in, in John chapter 1, verse number uh, 11, 12, 13, and 14, it says there, He came unto His own, and His own received Him not. But as many as received Him, to them give Him power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe in His name, which were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. And the Word was made flesh, and dwelt among us. And we beheld His glory, as of the glory uh, of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. In other words, there cannot be 2 Peter chapter 3 verse 18 without John chapter 1 verse number 11 to 14. There must be this uh, being born again. And then after the birth, there is this growth in 2 Peter 3 18. But grow in grace. But it starts with not as many as the You see, um, after that, after understanding that there must be uh, birth, that means all of us is expected to come to the Lord Jesus Christ, all of us is expected to be saved and receive Jesus Christ into your life. Now, once you have done that, and I trust that all of us have done that, I trust that there's no one here that, you know, lack the knowledge or lack the experience of uh, receiving the Lord Jesus Christ into his life. Uh, among this crowd that we have, um, I trust that all of us are saved. Now, um, after knowing that, that we are saved and we have been part of the family of God, there must also be that recognition of family relationship. Go back to our text in verse number 2. James chapter 1, verse number 2. My brethren, count it all joy that you, that you fall um, when you fall into diverse temptation. Now, he, he's calling this, uh, and he noticed the word here, how he addressed to the people. He said, my brethren, my brethren, not only was James himself was a child of God, but also he was writing this letter to other Christians which are also children of God. So he has brethren, he has people, you know, alongside him or people around him that are also equally, you know, sharing the same relationship with God. Being children, 
So he said, my brethren, he called these people brethren because these people also receive the Lord Jesus Christ. I'll tell you, my friend, if you have the Lord Jesus Christ in your life today, we are brothers and sisters. We are, you know, one in the Lord, one family with God. I am your pastor, but, you know, we are just brethren. We are brothers. We are, we are sisters in the Lord. So all believers, I would say, all believers, everywhere, in this world are our brothers and sisters. But let that be, you know, part of our church because our church, we, we have the requirements to be part of the church. We have baptism and we have this uh, uh, salvation. But these people that are saved also from other churches um, cannot necessarily be part of our church because we have the, we have their own church. So that is why, why, why is that, Pastor? Why we cannot call them as our, you know, one body in the church in Christ? They are also saved because our church is an assembly, and we call it uh, ecclesia. Ecclesia that means uh, called out assembly. So when we call our church as an assembly, there are certain, you know, um, 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 things that we need to make sure that it is an assembly. First of all, it must be visible, and it has, you know, um, um, a place where we come together called out assembly. When, when the church gathered together in this building, this building is not a church. But the people that, you know, gathered together into this building, same time, same place. Or if that all of us will, will say, oh, this coming Sunday, there's no service here, we will go to camp. Our service will be in the camp. And that's what's going to happen this coming weekend. We will have services in the camp, and our Sunday service will be in the camp. So the people will be there, not here. So this place is not our church because the people are not here anymore. Because church actually is people. People that come together, ecclesia, called out assembly, called out by God, and put together from different time and places that they come here as a church, as a one body in the Lord Jesus Christ. But again, all believers from other places, they are our brethren. Although they are not part of our church, but they are uh, part of the universal body of Jesus Christ, but not for our local church assembly. Our church is a local church assembly. Now, we have these brothers and sisters all over the place, from all over the world, from different, you know, generations. They are our brothers and sisters. But what a privilege this is. But this is a privilege, therefore we understand there is also responsibility to that. When you have the privilege of, you know, a loving family in the Lord, uh, we have also responsibility places upon us in that. So to become spiritually mature, we must recognize our family relationship and enjoy the fellowship with those who are our brothers and sisters in the body of the Lord Jesus Christ, in the, in, 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 in the church that we are um, part of. So we enjoy the blessing, the fellowship. Uh, I remember before I, I talked about this that there was this uh, uh, one person that talked to the pastor and said, "I want to be uh, pastor. I want to do ministry. I, I want to do this ministry, but I just don't like people." <laughs> he likes the ministry, but he doesn't like people, and he doesn't. He, she doesn't understand. Sorry, she doesn't understand that ministry is people. You cannot have ministry if there is no people. And again, um, all of us must understand that. Um, 
We don't want people. But remember, the Lord Jesus, the Lord Jesus Christ died because of the people. And that's the, 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 the place where we have to minister. We have to um, work for the Lord. And again, um, we have that relationship. We have that um, um, you know, privilege with the people. And I thank the Lord that we have so many uh, people in our church, especially when we have uh, big events, big activity. Uh, they will um, help us out, um, taking um, part of the work that is before us. And the, the load will become lighter, the load will become easier. But thank God for the privilege of um, having brothers and sisters in the Lord. But again, not just that we must recognize the, uh, the, the family relationship, but also, my friend, uh, in our steps towards growth in our Christian life, we must seek grace of humility. We must, you know, it's hard to be humble because that is not natural to us. We want to be special. We want all attentions upon us. We want to be put in the pedestal. We want to be served. We want to be, you know, we, want, we don't want to serve. No one wants to come here and then mop this floor. No one wants to come here and then, uh, you know, uh, um, um, arrange these chairs. There are people, pastor, that arrange these chairs. Oh, because it is necessary. If it is not necessary, no one will come and arrange this chair. But thank God that there are people really that didn't mind. Didn't mind to uh, to work, you know, roll, rolling up their sleeves and do the dirty work. There are people like that that didn't mind. But thank God for that because um, that kind is a is a show of um, you know is a show of uh, humility. Working with their hands. I remember. I remember Angel when we moved house. Wow! I said. She, she works like a boy, you know, she crawl and then, um, and sweating and, and climbing, whoa, I, I, I was really embarrassed then because I was just watching, but I think I, I could not do anything because I had, my, my wound was still fresh, but you see Sam and, and, and Angel there lifting those heavy boxes and, and putting that in the, in, you know, in the top of the, of the shelves, and it's not just one or two or three, uh, say about 50 of that. And I don't know if uh, Angel was able to get up the next day. <laughs> and, and Sam, for sure, got sick uh, a few days from then, uh, because all of us had COVID, actually. But you see, um, you know, so we, we don't mind. We don't mind to be dirty. You know, we don't mind to be um, to do those um, dirty jobs. And what a blessing to see, really, people who have servant heart. Oh, it's a blessing to see them. It's a blessing to see people serving. But our nature is we want to be served. We want it. That's why. That's why we, we, we strive our best so that uh, in, in, in later in life uh, we will not be um, serving others, but we will be served by others. So that's our reward. That's our uh, crown of glory. But in the Lord, that is that. Whoever wants to be uh, 
um, the greatest among you, let him be the servant of all. You must serve. So again, God wants us to seek that because it does not come naturally. In fact, you are like, you know, a person that's uh, rowing your, your boat in, in the river whose current is going, you know, uh, you'll be drifted going um, downhill. Because, you know, the, the nature, the nature of man is, you know, we want, we want easy life. We don't want to be bothered. We don't want to be uh, uh, inconvenient. We don't want to, uh, to serve others. And again, God wants us to seek this. Seek this, you know, grace of humility. Because that is also the person of Christ. The Lord Jesus Christ, he was the greatest. And he still is the greatest. And yet, if you remember his testimony, he washed the disciples' feet. And washing the disciples' feet is one of the uh, lowest, you know, job of all in this world. Only those um, slaves will wash their master's feet. Slaves will do that. Not the, you know, the high and lofty people, but the Lord Jesus Christ did that. And he said, you see me doing this, do this likewise to others. We must seek the grace of humility. James also has that. Notice here, notice here in verse number one. Verse number one, he said, James, a servant of God. And who else? He said, I know the Lord Jesus Christ. Remember, he, he didn't believe this at first. He didn't believe this. He didn't believe the Lord Jesus Christ at first. But now he's calling himself James, a servant of God and of the Lord Jesus Christ. You know what? What a privilege if you are a brother in the flesh of the Lord Jesus. What a privilege is that? He could have said here, he could have said, James, the brother of the Lord. You have any question? <laughs> any complaints over there? That's his, that's his position in this world. The brother of the Lord. What can you do? But he didn't say that. Oh, James, the elder, the pastor of the church of Jerusalem. And he was. He was an elder. But notice how he emphasized not himself, but the Lord Jesus Christ. For us, we cannot, we cannot really help, but you know, uh, say it because that's, that feeds our ego. That feeds our pride. That makes us feel good. That is the, the thing, the one that makes you feel good. That's the thing that we need to fight. That is the thing that we need to strip out of our heart because that is not coming from Christ. That is not the spirit of Christ. That is the spirit of Satan. Satan is wanting to be up on the top. He wants to be served. He wants to be uh, the most high. And notice that in uh, Isaiah chapter, um, I think, 14, verse number 12, 13. 
Isaiah, how art thou fallen from heaven? You know what? If you go up, you will fall. That's what happened to Satan. He wanted to shoot up, then he fell. How art thou fallen from heaven, O Lucifer, son of the morning? How art thou cut down to the ground, which, which didst weaken the nations? For thou hast said in thine heart, you know, God sees the heart. Needless for you to say it from your mouth. Needless for us to, you know, to vocalize that we are proud. You don't have to say that you're proud. You don't have to put an, an nameplate here, you know, I am a proud, you know. You don't have to say that. God knows already in our heart, our actions. Yep. Very clear in His eyes. Yep. He said, For thou hast said in thine heart, I will ascend. There is no going up. Going up. I will ascend into heaven. I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. I will sit also upon the mount of the congregation in the sides of the north. I will ascend above the heights of the clouds. I will be like the most high. That is nature. That is nature. All of us, we want to be rich so that we can rule. We want to be, you know, um, uh, you know, rich in this world so that we can control people. Oh, you have to follow me because I feed you. Uh, you have to follow me because um, you owe me something. You have to follow me because uh, I'm signing your paycheck. We want that, but no, not with the Lord. Satan wants that too. He wants to be the most, like the most high. So here is a blessing with this man. James is a blessing. He is a blessing. Uh, he emphasized the person of the Lord Jesus Christ, the deity of the Lord. Not his attachment physically to him, not his attachment, you know, by, 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 by privilege to him. He does not use his privilege. You know what? In our Christian life, we do not use privilege. Oh, that's his privilege because he's a pastor. No, I think that is the the thing that we need to strip off from our heart, from our mind because yeah, uh, he's a pastor so he, he has the privilege or oh, he, he's a um, um, the, the, the pastor's kids he has the privilege. No, the more we will be careful in that because we are the ones sitting the example and then if we have that prideful, uh, prideful preference uh, I mean because we have we are connected physically or or by, by relationship um, to someone who is on the top, that is not a good uh, testimony, and especially not good in the eyes of the Lord Jesus Christ, because that is not His spirit. That is exactly what the spirit of Satan is, and that is the thing that we need to strip off from us. So here we need to understand that we have to seek this because it does not come naturally. In fact, it goes against our flesh, it goes against our mind, it goes against our, you know, uh, um, person because we naturally uh, proud. We are naturally full of pride because we were from him, from Satan. Before we got saved, we are his children. In, in John chapter 8, verse number 44, ye are of your father the devil, and the last of your father you will do. He was a murderer from the beginning and abode not in the truth. For there is no truth in him. When he speaketh a lie, he speaketh of his own. For he is a liar and the father of it. He's not just a father of lies, he's also the father of, you know, uh, pride. 
It all comes from him. It, not, it does not come from the Lord Jesus. But notice here, James again, James chapter 1, verse number 1. James, a servant of God and of the Lord Jesus Christ. He chose to be introduced, or he chose to introduce himself as a servant. Not a brother, not a, a side, uh, you know, right-hand man of the Lord Jesus. A privileged brother. No. He is a servant. What a humility. And he's showing us an example of humility. Uh, we cannot attain to where he is because no one can change his position. He is a brother of the Lord Jesus. But again, what he does, what he did really there, it is a submission to God's word. He, he valued that submission to God. And that is what he did. And in, in James chapter 4, verse number 7, it says there, um, Submit yourselves therefore to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. In verse number 10, he said, Humble yourself in the sight of the Lord, and he shall lift you up. God will lift you up. Just humble yourself. God will lift you up. So that submission, when, when, when James wrote that, when that word, Jesus, I mean James, a servant of God and of Jesus Christ, he magnified the deity of the Lord Jesus Christ. He, he forgets, you know, his physical connection and, and family connection with the Lord Jesus. But what's important to James is the deity, the deity of the Lord Jesus Christ, in which he is a servant. And also not just a submission to Godward, but also submission to manward. In other words, he has that, um, you know, a proper relationship with God vertically, and he also made this relationship properly horizontally with man in, in Ephesians chapter 4, verse number 1. Ephesians chapter 4, verse number 1, Therefore, I therefore, the prisoner of the Lord, beseech you that you walk worthy of the vocation wherewith you are called, with all lowliness and meekness, with long-suffering, forbearing one another in love. This is Paul. I believe there's no one that can surpass the faithfulness of Paul. There's no one in this world, really, that can that can parallel what Paul had done to the Christendom, what Paul had done to the Lord Jesus Christ, of course, we know it, but among us, among living um, a creation of God, Apostle Paul was the greatest. Uh, we, we do not look up to him, um, uh, you know, as if he's greater than the Lord Jesus. He looked up to the Lord Jesus above all, but what a blessing it is to think about Paul, of what he has done to so many in his time. And it was written here and the testimony of the Apostle Paul. But you see, with all lowliness and weakness. And he said, in, 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 again, verse number one, I therefore the prisoner of the Lord. He did not even say, I am the Apostle, although he mentioned that uh, most of the time in his writing, he mentioned that, uh, his position. But when he explains his uh, position really, and especially in the, in the, in the um, uh, ministry of winning souls, he is a prisoner of the Lord Jesus. 
There's nothing lofty of being a prisoner. There's nothing to be proud of if you are a servant. There's nothing there if you are a slave, a bond uh, uh, servant. But that is, again, what uh, magnify the Lord in your life, then we will follow. First Peter chapter 5, verse number 5. First Peter 5, 5, Likewise, ye younger, submit yourselves unto the elder. You know, if there are people really in our church that will submit, it's the younger. But not just the younger. We cannot just, you know, trample down and then uh, uh, in, uh, uh, shame the, uh, the people under us because we are uh, feeling superior. No, that is not the way. But as young, young people, you ought to submit yourselves to the elder with due respect, I mean, with with the respect of the position of the elderly. All the older people in our church, you know, give them the respect. Do not uh, laugh at them or do not um, 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 belittle them or uh, whatever things uh, in your heart you have to give them also reverence. Give them reverence. Do not um, um, like um, quarrel with them. Likewise, the younger submit yourselves unto the elder. But it's not just them, but also us. All of us, yea, all of you, be subject one to another and be clothed with humility. There is a reason why. And this is what the past, every pastor wants. And this is what we want in our people. We don't want that God's favor will depart from you. We want God's favor upon you. And therefore, this is the reason why we need to submit to one another and, and be close in humility. Because for God resisted the proud and gave grace to the humble. Humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, that He may exalt you in due time. What is that? You have to have patience. Wait for it. Time will, time will come that God will exalt you, but do not rush to it. Do not take shortcuts. Do not take shortcuts. Do it properly. You know, if you take shortcuts, you, you are just pulling yourself. Because in, in the Lord, there is no shortcuts. How we need um, to obey this injunction of Peter and also Paul? It's very important. This is commanded to us for our own good. Do not think that if you submit yourself, no, uh, I don't want to do that. Uh, what, what would people think? Uh, maybe they think that uh, I am, I am, you know, uh, 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 important in, in, in this place. No, do not think about who's important and who's not important. Think about uh, what God wants you to do and obey it. Another thing that we need to understand is um, um, we have to understand that um, we must seek the grace of humility in our life because it does not come naturally, but also we must take our place as a servant. Just take your place as a servant. Here, um, if I have an opportunity, I will drive people to, to take people to their places and, you know, extend help. Extend help. If it's, uh, needs cleaning, uh, this place needs cleaning and all of you will will go and, and, and leave the place, I, mean, I, will, I will clean it. 
our cleaning. So again, we are all servants of the Lord Jesus Christ. When, when Apostle James um, called himself, or not Apostle James, this, this um, brother of the Lord, James, called himself a servant of God, he meant that <clears throat> he was really a bond slave. What is that? What is being a bond slave? Um, when, when a person is a slave, it implies absolute obedience to the master. If you are a slave, you have no life. Your life is in the hand of the master. A slave know, uh, knows no wonder be there. If the master will not feed him, he will go hungry. It knows no boundaries. It knows no law but the word of his master. That, that is not, you know, um, um, imaginable in our days today because we have human rights. But in those days, in those times, there's, there's no uh, such thing as we have right now. The bond slave or the person that is a slave he has no rights of his own. His master literally owns him. Whatever the master wants to do to him, he cannot say no. Now imagine that. If you have a very mean, cruel uh, master, you are, you know, it's a pitiful situation. But again, that is exactly what happened there in those times. But if you are a servant of the Lord Jesus Christ, consider yourself to be a slave to the Lord Jesus Christ. Because that's what we are really. With all practicality there, we are all servants of the Lord Jesus Christ. We don't own our, ourselves. And in fact, the Bible tells us that we don't own ourselves. In 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse number 19. What? Know ye not that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost, which is in you, which you have of God, and you are not your own. You are not your own, for you are bought with a price. Therefore, glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. The good thing with us, even though we are slaves of the Lord Jesus Christ, even though we are slaves, we are given by God, you know, the, 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 you know, the opportunity to submit it according to, you know, how our heart will submit to he has given us the opportunity to say no. But in reality, we are not supposed to say no. We are not supposed to have our own schedule. When the church is open, you're supposed to be here. When the word of God is preached, you're supposed to be there. Any work of the Lord, you're supposed to be there. Why? Because you don't own yourself. Why you have your schedule and God has a schedule here? Why you are making your own plans if God has a plan? Remember you are a slave. You don't own yourself. You belong to God. You are bought with a price. Therefore glorify God in your body and your spirit, which are God's. And you don't. This is a good thing really with us. What a blessing that God is our God. It's not Satan. That God has given us the, you know, the ability to somehow give it to God with all volition. Romans chapter 10, Romans 12, verse 1 and 2. 
I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present. Oh, you see the word beseech. It is Apostle Paul's wording. Meaning, you have to, you know, he begged you. He asked you. He asked you politely. I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God. Because God's mercy is so rich that we are alive today because of God's mercy. Without God's mercy, we could have been dead long time ago. But because of God's mercies, we are still alive. And because of that, we are not supposed to be alive, but because of God's mercy, you present your bodies a living sacrifice. Holy! Do not mess that up! Do not put tattoos in your body. Do not, do not you know, uh, uh, if you are a lady, do not put uh, skimpy clothes. And if you are a, a man, you know, uh, do not put uh, alcohol in the body. Do not take your body to the, you know, the bar. Do not take your body, do not use your eyes to watch the pornography. Do not go, uh, use your hands to handle that uh, liquor or alcohol. Do not put alcohol in your body. So all those kind of things, your body, God wants to be glorified in your body and in your spirit, which are God. He said there, um, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living, sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And be not conformed to this world. Now, it's God is you now um, reminding our mind. Because our mind is not also, uh, does not also belong to us. Do not allow our mind, to, our mindset, to be conformed to this world, the worldly things. We see all these uh, things around us now. That the left is trying to um, um, is is requiring submission. What can we do? We are in this world, so God is, uh, you know, telling us: Do not allow your mind to conform to them. All these um, um, things that are that are manufactured by by the LGBTQ do not follow that. Whatever those things they manufacture, do not conform. Be not conformed um, to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of the government. No, it is the will of God. That is why we only have one master. Our master is the Lord, not the government, not the society that that is now um, um, plagued with with um, uh, sinfulness. First Peter chapter one, verse number eighteen. We must take this place um, of, of of servanthood. And God said here in verse number 18, 1 Peter 1, 18, For as much as you know that we were not redeemed with corruptible things as silver and gold from your vain conversation received by tradition from your fathers, but with the precious blood of Jesus Christ as of a lamb, without blemish and without spot. Remember that if the Lord Jesus Christ owns you, you are not supposed to have your own schedule. It is God's schedule. Yep. If the Lord Jesus Christ owns you, you are not supposed to have your own plans, but God's plans in your life. You won't make decisions of your own. But it's clearly that you are putting yourself in the pedestal of your heart and taking control of your life and putting that out. 
because you are making schedule of your own. You see, you are supposed to have, you know, God's will in your life all the time. Because we are his bond servants. We are his slaves. To be a slave, it also implies after loyalty. After loyalty. Oh, when can we get to this point? To have other loyalty to the Lord Jesus Christ. That means this person, whatever happens, whatever the master will say, he will just pledge to his master. My Lord, my life is to your service. He will allow, he will allow his master even to kill him. That, that is how, how it is. But my friend, I think that is not wrong if we allow ourselves to be behaving to God. And God is not a cruel master. That is a blessing. He is a master, but and he is not a cruel master. What God does in our life when we submit to him is for our own profit. You know, the masters before, they will take the slaves, but they will make their, their, their slaves to do things for their own profit. But with God, for our own property. You see the difference there? What a privilege it is to be a servant of the Lord Jesus Christ. Yep. It is a great privilege. Yep. Lastly here, we must expect our faith to be tested also. You want to grow mature? Expect that you will be tested. And must submit to the Lord in all his dealings with us. Yea, and all that we live godly in Christ Jesus shall suffer persecution. Oh, I, I don't want persecution, Pastor. I just want, you know, I want to come to church and God will bless me and multiply my, 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 my substance and uh, give me a family and I will have a nice house and um, debt-free um, house, a no mortgage, and I have a beautiful car, I have a swimming pool, and I have a helipad, and that's so much. <laughs> You know, allow the Lord, allow the Lord to whatever God does in your life, just submit. You know, Lord, I will leave it unto you, God. I will leave it unto you. James here, notice, notice James, verse number two, James chapter one, verse number two. My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into diverse temptation, when there is problem. Lord, thank you for the problem. Oh God, thank you for this problem. I need this problem. I rejoice with this problem. Why? Because because of this problem, I can run to you. Because of this problem that I have, I can get closer to you, Lord. That is why the, 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 the problems that we have is God's gift to us. Because we cannot run to him as close as, you know, uh, when, we, when we are okay, alright, we don't even come to God, we don't even pray, but when we have problems, we have no other choice but bend our knees. And when we bend our knees, it is to our blessing, because God will deal with us. Count it all joy when you fall into diverse temptation, knowing this, that the trying of your faith work in patience. But let patience have a perfect work, that we be perfect and entire, wanting nothing. There are several uh, uh, points here that um, you know, uh, supposed to give to you, but it's a, it's a bit long. But I hope that you have uh, you have picked up something there. 
humility, maturity. That is what God's in our lives. And that is what we also want. Our spirit wants it, but our flesh, no, no way. But why don't we, you know, um, 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 overrule our flesh? Amen. Overrule our, our Amen. you know, our own will. And let us submit to the will of God in our lives. God will bless us. Right? This power has prayer. Our Father in heaven, Lord, thank you for reminding us, Lord. Um, Lord, we want to grow mature in our Christian life. And Lord, um, it is your word, and it is the person who tries to be in this life. <clears throat> Help us, Lord, to understand the principles of this, because uh, it is a blessing to all of us. Father, <clears throat> lead your people, Lord. Lead all of us <clears throat> to understanding this uh, principle, because this is what we need. And time will come, Lord, that <clears throat> um, we will be blessed, and there is nothing can offend us. Because we love your word. Lord, I pray that um, all of us here, myself, my family, my daughter, Sam, calling me, all of us will grow mature and we will be able to <clears throat> um, understand a new purpose in our life and to be a blessing also at the same time uh, to be a help and to be an influence, to be <coughs> a light, to be a soul in this world. And Lord, um, once again, um, do it unto us, Lord. Do it unto us. We allow ourselves to, um, to be your slaves, your, your servants. Lord, that the things that are things that are part of being a servant and the things so hard to, uh, to do. But Lord, we need your grace. We seek your help. We indeed become a servant. Not just in our um, desire, not just in our lips, but Lord, indeed, in our heart and in our deeds. Bless your people once again. Thank you for being with us tonight. Thank you for adding Sam another year to um, enjoy life. Blessing to so many, and Lord continue to bless you. Just name the final gift. Amen. We sing the final gift. Amen. All right. Yes.
Peace work, Lord. And also, Lord, we thank you, Lord, for being our uh, uh, Lord and Savior. Uh, that you are, uh, that we are, that, Lord, that we can only find true freedom. Only, Lord, uh, uh, being asleep with you, Lord. And also, uh, uh, Lord, uh, bless uh, Samuel's birthday. Uh, Lord, we thank you, Lord, for uh, giving her another year. And also, Lord, bless her life. Guide her on, uh, on her decisions, Lord, and also um, uh, guide, uh, strengthen her um, on, on her upcoming challenges, uh, uh, on, her, on her new year, Lord, that you give, that you give it to her. Uh, strengthen her and your family, Lord. Um, uh, forgive us our sins, Lord, and bless the food that we're going to eat. Receive Lord. Uh, forgive us our sins, Lord, and bless the food that we're going to eat. Amen. 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 Amen